You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Whoa! That was awesome. So uh, you guys can go ahead and grab a seat. If you have no idea uh, who I am, I am the worship pastor here uh, at The Summit. And uh, man, I'm honored to be here with you guys at Impact um, tonight just to speak. One thing that I want to say before I get started is the band that we have here at Impact is awesome. You guys are killing it. And um, like seriously, I, I, I wish um, I wish that I had something like you guys have here uh, even when I was growing up uh, in church. Uh, so don't take that for granted. I mean, the band... Chris, all the volunteers, this environment, everything that we have here, this is absolutely amazing. Um, So I'm excited uh, to get to talk to you guys tonight um, about the Holy Spirit. We're in this series um, about the Holy Spirit, and I know that's kind of a weird thing. I know that that Chris talked some about this last week, uh, too, on just, man, what is the Holy Spirit? Like, is this a ghost? Does he haunt us? Like, what, what is the deal? Uh, about the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to dive into that just a little bit more tonight. But first, I want to ask you guys a question. Who in here hates rules? I I know if if your parents aren't here, just be honest. Be honest. I hate I hate rules. I'm going to I'm going to throw out some rules that I that, that I remember hating uh, as I was as I was growing up, so uh, I don't know if you if you hate the same rule, maybe just clap, maybe raise your hand, do something like that. So uh, who hates curfews? <laughs> who hates curfews? All right, all right. Uh, here here's one, and you might be embarrassed to admit that you hate this if you do. Who hates chaperone dates? <laughs> okay, all right. So, so who, who, hates, who hates your parents trying to put rules on what you do or you, you, you don't wear? Right? Clothes, clothes. Having to clean up after yourself, take the trash out, chores. Can I get an amen? I, look, I still, hey, that don't end when you grow up. That don't end. Um, all right. Uh, brushing your teeth every day. All right. <laughs> If you, say, if you say that you hate that, then you just ratted yourself out. You're like, man, I, I just did that yesterday. Why do I have to do that again today? No. So I, I remember being in this, this stage in my life where, where I hated rules, and I thought to myself, man, when I, when I just move out, um, when, when I may, maybe get married, go off to college, when I get away from my parents, and I get away from these rules, I'm finally going to experience freedom, right? Yeah, hallelujah, right? So I, I know some of you guys are in that boat right now. I can't wait till I'm free. I can't wait till I don't have all these rules surrounding me, right? Well, look, when I did move out of the house, when I got married, I, I remember me and, and my wife, Kristen, uh, we will have been married for 10 years uh, in January. And I, I remember when we got married, we, we, we drove off into the sunset uh, on our honeymoon, and we thought, man, we're free. We're free from our parents. It's time to be adults, right? This is awesome. 
And I remember getting a phone call. Somebody knows where I'm going with this. I remember getting a phone call, and it was our apartment complex, right? We got an apartment together. This was kind of like my first, like, place out on my own. And so I remember answering the phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're on our way to the honeymoon. Uh, what's up? Um, I, this is a little awkward, but you didn't pay your rent. And I was like, oh, man, I, I kind of forgot about that, right? And so we had, when we thought we were free, we finally experienced this. We had to turn the car around and drive back to North Carolina. We were actually already out of state and come back to the apartment complex and pay our rent. And I was like, man, this doesn't really feel too much like freedom. And so then I started getting these other, these other things in the mail that they call bills that I had never really experienced before. Maybe some of y'all pay, pay a cell phone bill or car insurance or something like that. Um, if you don't, be grateful. Hallelujah. Uh, but I remember getting this thing called a water bill. And I was like, this falls out of the sky. Like, why, why is someone charging me for what falls out of the sky? Like, this does not feel like freedom at all. And so I promise, I promise this, this applies because I, I think that we face attention in our lives sometimes, especially around the idea and the concept of following Jesus and what that's going to look like because we get this, this picture in our heads of, of, of the people around us, maybe that like perfect Christian that you know. You know, you know sometimes you have friends that are, that are like good Christians and then you have friends that's like the perfect Christian, right? And so you look at them and they've been saying, oh man, I made the decision to follow Jesus and I just experienced all this freedom in my life and it's the best thing that, that I've ever done. And so we get this expectation that when we make a decision to follow Christ or we enter into a relationship with him, that this is what it's going to look like. And then sometimes we face tension in our lives when we get into that relationship with Jesus and then it doesn't exactly look or feel like we expected it to look, right? How, how many of you guys have, have maybe crushed on somebody for a long time? Do they call it that? Do you crush on people? Is that what you do? Okay, you have a crush. You have a crush on them, right? And, and you, you know, it's like you're in school, and maybe everybody wants to date this certain girl or, or this guy, and, and it's like maybe you've, you, you've had a, a crush on them for so long, and you finally get the chance to date them, and you get into that relationship, and you're like, man, I had no idea they had B.O. like this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't exactly what I thought it was it was going to be like, right? So so look, sometimes just like that I think we get into a relationship with Jesus and we think, man, this isn't this isn't what I, what I thought it was going to be like. I I heard that following Jesus was going to give me this freedom that I had never felt before. And and and, and all I see right now are a bunch of rules that I'm supposed to follow. Or I thought that when I made a decision to follow Jesus, that all, all of these things that, that I struggled with, uh, like the sin in my life, making bad choices, hanging out with the wrong crowd of people, like I thought that these things would, would just stop and go away. 
but, but they did it. And then you almost feel like, well, hey, is there something, is there something wrong with me? Am I, am, I, am I doing this wrong or something, right? And now here's, here is the real problem, um, and I want you guys to, to, to check this out. Um, I wrote this down in my notes. Um, I said, it, it is impossible to have a spiritual transformation through a physical process. It's impossible to have a spiritual transformation through a physical process. So here, here's the deal. When we make a decision to follow Jesus um, or, or to come into relationship with him, that, that is a spiritual decision. We are saying, hey, I want to get closer to God. I want to follow Jesus. I want to make spiritual changes in my life. But then sometimes we get discouraged because the physical or the human things that we are trying to do, like follow all of these rules, maybe get an accountability partner, make certain commitments, and hold ourselves accountable to those, We say, okay, I want to make a spiritual change, so I'm going to set all these physical things in place. And and that's good. That's great. It's awesome to have rules and boundaries that help kind of keep us on the path that we want to go, right? But we cannot stop at that, right? We cannot expect to have a spiritual transformation in our lives when all we are trying to do is follow processes that we have set in place. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. I think it's impossible to experience the freedom in Christ that we're destined to experience when we are in a relationship with him if we don't involve the Holy Spirit. So let me ex- explain this a little bit. We, we've got camp um, coming up, right, Big Stuff? Who's excited about that? <clears throat> look, I'm gonna let y'all in on, on a little secret. You know, the, you know those kids, don't, look, if this is you, just be like, yeah, I know that kid, but don't say that this is you, Okay. You know those kids at camp that, like, get really homesick and they, like, cry and stuff because they haven't really been around their parents as much? And that was me. <laughs> that was me. That was me at camp. So, look, look out for the little guy if, uh, if that's you going to camp. But, look, here's, here's what we do at camp because this is a prime example of what I'm talking about. We go to camp. And we get so fired up. I remember having these moments myself, too, when I would go to camp. This is when I wasn't crying in the corner because I missed my parents or something like that. But I remember, I remember being your age. I feel so old when I say that. I remember being your age and being at camp and having some of the best moments of my life spiritually. Some of the, some of the biggest moments where I connected with the Lord was when I was at camp in my middle school and my high school days. But here's what's difficult about that. We go and we have this, this spiritual uh, connection with the Lord. We have these awesome experiences. And then we come back to the real world, right? And see, we make some commitments at camp. We, we say, hey, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to surround myself with the right people. I'm going to come back and I'm going to read my Bible more. Um, I'm going to have an, a, an accountability partner that I can open up to. And, and you know, he's going to help me make better decisions or things like that, right? But then, but then we get back in the, in the real world and, and our old friends are around us. The same temptations are around us. And then two weeks later, sometimes, we, we kind of fall back into the same things that we've been doing over and over and over again. And I think one of the reasons why we do that sometimes is we focus so hard 
on the, the, the set of rules or the things we're trying to put in place on our own to keep us from sinning and, and to try to take steps forward. We were relying so hard on our own strength that we forget about the Holy Spirit, that Jesus has sent us to help us with these things. And sometimes we say, oh, I'm never going to beat this sin. You know, I'm never going to be different. I'm never going to take a step forward in my life. And we get really frustrated, and then we look at Jesus, and we say, why, why would Jesus ask me to follow him? Why would Jesus tell me that there is a, a freedom that comes with him when, when I'm, I'm trying to do what he says, and I'm trying to follow these rules, and nothing is working out for me? Why would he ask me to do something that I, I can't do uh, on my own? And so... I, I, I want to read. Um, I want to read this verse to you guys uh, that comes from from Romans because Paul was actually um, talking to a, a group of people who were asking the same questions, and they were saying, "You know, with well, with Christ, I have all these rules, and I know I'm supposed to follow this, or I'm supposed to do that, and I, I feel like I just I, I can't get it right. What what do we do?" And and Paul gives them some advice. Right here, and he says, uh, starting in, in Romans 8, verse 1, he says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses, which was a set of rules that they had back then, was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law, God did what rules could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but follow the spirit. So let me break, that was a lot. Let me break this down for you. So the law that we're talking about was this set of rules that was really in place before Jesus came and gave his life for us. And so Christians are people who were trying to do what was right and follow God back in the day. They said, okay, if I'm gonna follow God, here, here are the rules that I'm gonna put in place in my life to keep me on the straight and narrow, right? So they said, hey, I wanna follow God, so I'm gonna come back from camp, or I'm gonna come back from impact, or I'm gonna come back from main service on Sunday, and I heard the pastor say that I should do this, so I'm gonna do this, this, and this in my life, and, and, and I'm gonna hang around these people, and that alone is gonna keep me in line doing what I'm doing. But see, these people that we just read about, they, they were saying, I, I, I understand that, that rules are, are okay. I understand that these things are helpful in my life, but I still feel like this is not enough. I still feel like I'm struggling with sin in my own life. I want to follow God, but there's no way I can do this on my own. I really want to experience that freedom that is supposed to come with following Jesus, but I still have no idea what that looks like. And that's the same question that I think some of us are asking tonight, or at least you've asked yourself before, man, I'm trying to follow Jesus, but this is this what this is supposed to look like? This doesn't feel like I thought it would feel. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? That scripture said, because, because of our sinful nature, the, because of, of the way we are, 
it's not that we can't be successful. We just can't be successful on our own. It's not that we can't experience freedom. It's just that we can't experience freedom on our own. It's okay to have a little help sometimes. So I I, want to demonstrate kind of what the Holy Spirit does for us, and I I need a little help with this. So I I need someone outgoing to volunteer to be on stage. Hands up over here. Let's go. You're always on stage, dude. Come on. We got to give somebody else a chance up here. All right. What's your name, dude? Blake. Let's give it up for Blake, everybody. Hey. Hey. All right. So here is what I need you to do. Before you, you have this glass. Do not break this glass. It's very important. Chris's uh, wife actually gave him that, so you can't break it. Um, I just made that up. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to get all the air out of that glass. Go. Okay, all right. No, you can't break the glass. I told you, this is an heirloom. Okay, now hold on. All right, somebody on the front row, check this. Does this still have air? Okay, this was, no, this was such a failure. We can't, it's always gonna, so, okay. All right, so Blake says, hold on everybody. Blake says that this glass is always gonna have air in it, right? And sometimes that's how we look at our own life. Man, my life is just always gonna have sin and I just don't know how to get this stuff out. I just can't do this on my own. All right, and whoever is supposed to bring me a pitcher of water back here, can you guys go ahead and bring that out? Because I want to show you, I want to show you this right here. So look, Blake, Blake could not get the air out of this on his own. Just like we really struggle with getting sin out of our lives sometimes on our own. But guess what, Blake? I'm going to give you a little help because that's what Jesus does for us, right? So watch this. I'm going to try not to spill this on my iPad, right? I'm going to pour this in. Oh, hey, hey. Wait. Okay. I spilled a little bit on the table. All right. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. Now look. Not thinking about the bubbles that are in this, because I just heard you say that. Now is there any air in that glass? Say no. Say it in the mic. No. No. There is no air in that glass. Everybody give it up for Blake. Dude, thank you so much. (laughs) All right, look. Now that I've spilled water all over the table, but not on my iPad, this is a picture. Everybody with me? This is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Hey, look at that. Oh my gosh, I'm ruining everything. All right, does someone want to bring me maybe a couple paper towels just to make sure I don't ruin anything else? The Spirit is up. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so as we're going to get just a couple paper towels up here, listen, this is what the Holy Spirit does for us. And yes, sometimes it overflows, and that's awesome. Uh, we cannot, all, all, this, all the sin, the old person that we used to be, are always striving to be better on our own, right? These things that just aren't working well for us, we cannot make this change and get these things out of our own lives by ourselves. And so that is not a bad thing. And Jesus, hey. Was that glass really a family heirloom? That's what I told him, so he didn't break it. All right, so she, she also agrees that that's really, really important. Man, I really feel that. That's fine. You can just leave them there. Yeah, you can just leave them there. That's perfect. Thank you. That's perfect. Everybody give it up. Yes. 
Yeah. All right, so this is what the Holy Spirit does for us. The more that we pursue God, right? The more that we chase after him, the more that we dive into making our relationship with Jesus, the best it can be if you are a follower of him. He sends the Holy Spirit to us to begin to fill us up, right? Just like this water went into this glass. And the more of the Holy Spirit that we have in us, the less sin that our bodies hold, right? The, the less I believe that we struggle to lean into a set of rules to make the right decision, and the more we begin making the right decisions, not on our own, but because we have the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And let, let me tell you why this feels so, so freeing for us, right? Because you know what doesn't feel free, right? You, you might be saying, oh man, I, I was going to follow Jesus and now I have all these rules and it doesn't feel as free as I thought it was going to feel. This is what true freedom is like, not having to cover your tracks over the wrong that you've done, right? Not having, knowing that, oh, you know what? I actually didn't say something rude, so I don't have to go apologize. You know what? I wasn't looking at something online that I shouldn't have been looking at, so I don't have to go try to figure out how to erase my search history, right? That, that is freedom. Being able to make the best decisions possible for your lives, being able to influence others in a positive way, that is freedom. Being able to take steps forward. And I tell you, this is something that we cannot do on our own, which is why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be a part of our lives for those that follow him. And this is, this is what's so important about the Holy Spirit. And this is what I really, really, really want you guys to listen up and to understand about the freedom that comes with following Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we pursue God and we seek more and more of him and we experience more and more of the Holy Spirit in our lives and less and less of the things that we were trying to stop doing, the things that have been holding us down, the, the things that we know we shouldn't do but we've been doing them anyways, right? As the Holy Spirit begins to fill us up, we, we notice a change in our lives and, and we actually don't even desire to do those things as, as much as we used to, right? And used to think, man, I, I, I used to immediately lean this way and, and, and now it's like I'm, I'm making better decisions. My grades are better in school. My relationship with, with my parents are better and I, I, never, I never expected to experience this in my life, but man, this, this feels good. And you, you begin to feel the, the, the freedom in your life for the first time that the Holy Spirit brings to you. And this is something that's, oh, this is so exciting. This is a promise that God gives us in his word. This is another scripture, a super short one that I want to read to you guys from John 8, 36. It says, so if the Son, that's Jesus, if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Look, you can, you, you can feel free for, for a small amount of time some, sometimes when, when, you, when you make a bad decision and it feels good for, you know, a second or, a, or you know, a, a couple tries. And then, but then you always have this moment where you're like, man, what am I doing? Why did I do this? I can't believe that I did this again, right? That's not true 
freedom. True freedom that comes with the Holy Spirit not only feels different, but it's, it's permanent. It doesn't just, it doesn't just go away. It's, it's not temporary. This, this sticks with you. God's word said, if I have set you free, you are free. You don't have to second guess that. You don't have to question that. The freedom that comes with the Holy Spirit, the freedom that comes with following Jesus lasts in eternity. That's why it's so much better than any other freedom or experience we can have in this world. And so my my question tonight is not can we be free? Like we've already landed on the fact that we can be free. And we understand, okay, freedom does come with the Holy Spirit. I can be free uh, when I follow Jesus. But the question tonight that I want everybody to think about, will we accept the freedom we have already been given? That's the question because it's here and it's available. But you have to pursue it. You have to want it. You have to reach for it. And look, here's the first step. This, this whole talk's been about freedom and the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? If, if you're not, like, I, don't let me be the bearer of bad news. <clears throat> but if you're not a, a follower of, of Christ, if you haven't made a decision and said, hey, I want to place my faith in Jesus, like, I want to accept you as, as my Savior, if you've never made that choice or taken that step, that is the first step to receiving the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit not just to everybody, but the people that choose to follow him. And so I just, I want to encourage you guys um, tonight to do one thing for me. Uh, we're going we're gonna to sing some more uh, after this, and then I know you guys are going to break into small groups. So as you do, there are some, some really good questions to dive into with your small group leaders tonight. But there's one thing that I want you to do. And I'm going to be praying that if you haven't made this step, that, ooh, you just feel like you can't even leave the building tonight until you do. But look, if you've never said, hey, I do want to follow Jesus, I do want to accept him as my Savior, this is my next step, I've never taken it before, I want to encourage you to take that step tonight. And the best way to do that is to grab your small group leader um, after you kind of go through these questions and stuff tonight and just say, hey, I've never done this before. Will you, will you, can you pray with me? Can you talk me through how to do it? And they are awesome, and they'll talk you through that. And maybe you don't have a small group or something like that, um, and if that's the case, I'm going to hang around, find me or Chris or somebody tonight and have a conversation uh, with us because this is the first step to experience the freedom that comes with the Holy Spirit. So it's been an honor to talk to you guys tonight. I'm going to pray for everybody in here. The band's going to come back out, and then we're going to sing some more <clears throat> tonight. So y'all pray with me. Jesus, it is amazing to talk about the freedom that we get to experience in and through you and your Holy Spirit. God, we don't take it for granted that you have not asked us to do something that we, that we can't do on our own without providing us a way to do that through you. And God, we will always reach higher, jump farther, do better than we could have on our own when we try to do it through you and the power of your Holy Spirit. So God, don't stop speaking to us tonight. I pray that you would just continue to speak to us as we sing. And God, for that person who has not taken the step to accept you into their lives and say, I wanna be a follower of Jesus, don't let go of them tonight. I pray that God, you 
would uh, empower just these small group leaders and give them the right things to say, give that student the courage and the words to say, uh, to even reach out to somebody and say, hey, I want to place my faith in Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are and for doing what only you can do. In your wonderful name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.